0: Hello and welcome to Dyslexia Devoted, the podcast dedicated to building awareness, understanding, and strategies to help those with dyslexia. I'm your host, Lisa Parnello, dyslexia therapist and founder of Parnello Education Services. This show features information, stories, candid interviews, and experiences with dyslexia at all ages. Join me as we dive into today's episode of Dyslexia Devoted. Hello and welcome back, friends. How long does dyslexia remediation take? Episode 4, about how remediation works, was such a hit that I'm actually changing up the topic of today's show to continue that conversation. Welcome to Episode 6 of Dyslexia Devoted, where we will be discussing different factors involved in determining how long remediation will take. The topics of today's episode include what factors we need to consider, how instruction is being provided, and who is providing the instruction. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to thank you all for listening. I'm so excited to share that the podcast has just reached 100 downloads and it's just the first month. It would mean so much to me if you could share it with friends and family. Take a screenshot of the episode and tag me at Parnello Education on social media. You can find me on both Instagram and Facebook. Now, jumping into our episode, what factors do we need to consider when we're thinking about how long remediation is going to take? Getting started with dyslexia remediation is an amazing first step. But it's not an instant fix. If a student is three to five years behind grade level it'll generally take at least two years to catch them back up, often a little bit more. Students need to start all the way back at the beginning and build up that solid foundation and that takes time. It is a critical step but it's not always visible. We have to remember that the students have to go all the way back to learning the sounds accurately because sometimes students with dyslexia don't even know their sounds properly but they just cope and hide it by mimicking what somebody else says or by repeating things that they have memorized. And so we have to build up that strong foundation back at the beginning. And students are so used to guessing words that that takes a long time to break that habit and build up their skill set. Also, students with dyslexia struggle with phonemic awareness and struggle to hear the sounds within the words and separate them into isolation so that they can sound them out also for spelling as well. All of these things take time, And you especially can't notice when you're comparing it to their grade level work. So it's important to ask what the student is now able to do compared to what they can do when they started remediation, not comparing them to grade level. It is also really important to remember dyslexia remediation is not correlated to grade level. So if you ask the remediation teacher, what grade level are they reading at now? They may not be able to give you a clear answer. Dyslexia remediation works because it doesn't go by grade level. It goes by skill level. What skill does that child have now that they didn't before? It does not correlate to grade level. The program I use has 12 steps in it, but none of them correlate to grade levels. They are each dependent on what skill the student is working on and building up those skills as they are being remediated. It is not related to what grade they are in school. It is all about building up their skills so that no matter what grade they are in, they have better ability to read and sound out words as well as to spell and write words. Remember, if you want to learn a little bit more about how that remediation looks, be sure to check out the online course at parnelloeducation.com forward slash courses. For today, let's stay focused on the duration of remediation and what factors to keep in mind. One of the really big factors we had to remember is academic anxiety is a tough beast It takes a long time for students to overcome feeling behind. Often when they start remediation, they're overcoming years of feeling like a failure, and we have to go back to the beginning and help them build up their self-esteem as well as their academic success. The student needs to start feeling successful and like they can do it. They need to start being able to not only be able to read, but feel like they can read. Often they've felt like they're behind their peers for so many years that being able to reach them really hinges on their ability to feel like they can do it. And sometimes there is a few extra tears involved in the beginning of dyslexia remediation because you're making them go to a teacher for the one subject that they've hated for years. And so they have to build up that rapport too. So sometimes the intensity might be a little lighter at first because that piece is absolutely crucial to making sure that the student builds a connection and can feel safe to be a failure in front of that teacher and know that that teacher has their back and will support them. We'll go more into that in the section about who is providing instruction a little bit later in this episode. Now into section two. How is instruction being provided? One of the biggest questions is the frequency. How often is that student getting dyslexia remediation? If they're only getting 30 minutes once a week, that is not enough. No student is going to make valuable progress or sustain their progress if that is all the support that they are getting. Students need meaningful remediation, meaning they have to have at least two hours a week to make sure that they are getting the level of intensity and support that they need. Because what happens if you only have one session a week and then the student is sick or there's a holiday, then it might be two weeks before you ever see that student again working with their instructor. And so we need to make sure that there's consistent instruction happening. Otherwise, the student is not going to make the progress that they need to make. It's important to know that group instruction takes longer than individual instruction. Typically, it takes about three years if the group is meeting at least four times a week. While individual instruction is more productive, it's not typically attainable in most school settings. And you might be wondering, why don't we make more individual instruction if we know that it works better? Well, first of all, there aren't enough teachers for dyslexic students to have every dyslexic student in a school have their own instructor. We also have to remember there aren't enough hours in the day. We can't take away some of the critical elements of a student's school day, such as recess, lunch, and fun classes like art and music and PE, where students with dyslexia tend to thrive. We need to balance out their strengths with the remediation of their weaknesses. We need the students to be able to keep the parts of their day that bring them joy and happiness so that they want to keep attending school each and every day. And what should you expect from individual instruction? Often if a student is getting individual instruction, it takes about two years when the student is getting supported at least two or three days a week. Individual instruction has many factors though. If a student is only a little bit behind or if a student only has very mild dyslexia and just needs a little bit of a nudge in the right direction of the way that sounds work together and how to sound out words, sometimes they might be able to get remediated in just a few months, but that is pretty rare. In the last nine years of teaching a kid with dyslexia, Almost every time, it has required me at least a year or year and a half to get the student back at grade level, at a sustainable level where I knew that they could keep making progress in school and that they wouldn't fall apart as soon as our remediation ended. It's important to keep in mind the strengths and weaknesses of each child. If a student has slower working memory and slower processing, typically that will take them a lot longer to finish the remediation. Another thing that we need to consider is that spelling tends to trail behind reading. So if a student may have just learned how to read, frequently their spelling tends to fall a little bit further behind what they're able to read when they go to write on paper. If you rush the remediation process, then that spelling does not improve as much as it should. By taking your time, then the student develops not only reading ability, but they also become more fluent within their writing as well, and it makes writing less of a burden. Let's dive into our third topic of the day, which is who is providing the instruction. The number one question you need to ask is, is does the student have a connection to the teacher? This is the number one factor in a student's success. If a student hates their teacher, it doesn't matter. They're not gonna make any progress. The student needs to trust their teacher and know that the teacher is there to support them and isn't going to criticize their mistakes, but be there to pick them up when they fall. Often, students face moments of frustration during dyslexia remediation and we wanna make sure that the teacher that they're working with knows how to get them out of that rut. That the student knows that when they make a mistake that that's okay, small problem, not a big deal, we can move on, here's how you fix it. And that the teacher can help them move on and to gain those skills. And the teacher knows how to help that student feel supported in knowing that even though something's difficult right now, if they keep trying, it'll slowly get easier and it won't feel so hard later on. Another thing to think about is if the teacher is certified. There is a very large difference between the teacher who's taken a short introductory class for a couple of days versus a teacher who's done a full supervised practicum with a trainer coming in and observing them and giving them feedback to achieve better instructional practices. And typically by the end of that practicum they receive a certificate showing that they are certified to teach kids with dyslexia. One thing to keep in mind, one thing to keep in mind is the reason why teachers are not fully certified. It takes a lot of work. Typically the certification programs last for at least a year and typically require work on top of a teaching caseload or sometimes require supervised teaching hours outside of the school day so it can be quite challenging for teachers to become certified especially if they have their own kids and families at home it becomes a bit of a burden on the teacher to try to get that certification which is another reason why typically a lot of schools have that group instruction instead of one-on-one instruction because if the school is aiming for quality instruction and making sure only trained educators are working with the kids then they may not have as many educators if they're going for quality over quantity, which is pretty important. One unfortunate fact is that there is a shortage of teachers who are trained to help kids with dyslexia. I know as part of my former role at a school for kids with dyslexia was to help hire new staff members. It was nearly impossible for us to find a teacher who was already trained to teach kids with dyslexia upon hiring, which is why our school and many other schools for dyslexia created a different solution to the problem which is to train the teachers ourselves. Most schools for dyslexia have trainers already on site to help train their teachers and in a lot of ways that can be even better than a more traditional certification program because instead of the trainers watching the student and the teacher work together only five times, typically the trainer can come in repeatedly and often and give more consistent and constant feedback when there's a trainer already on site So that if it's challenging for the teacher to get the formal certification, then they're getting the ongoing coaching, which can be even more valuable. And so we want to know that teachers know how to teach kids with dyslexia, and that can be a big factor in how long remediation takes. If a teacher doesn't know how to teach kids with dyslexia or isn't following the program, that can take significantly longer. I know there's one student I was working with in my private practice And I couldn't figure out why, when they were going to a school that helps kids with dyslexia, why the student wasn't making as much progress as they should have been. And I pulled out the book and the student goes, oh yeah, my teacher doesn't use that book. She doesn't like it. So fidelity to the program and utilizing the structured literacy programs accurately is also a critical factor. If a teacher isn't using the program with fidelity, that also doesn't work to the student's favor. Sometimes some of the remediation techniques for kids with dyslexia aren't all that exciting, but they're effective. The structured literacy approach only works when you stick to the structure. So we wanna make sure that the teachers are trained on how to use programs for dyslexia and that they're sticking to the program with fidelity and not leaving out those critical pieces. On the flip side, while we want a teacher to follow the structured program, we also wanna make sure it's not just a scripted plan. We want student-centered instruction that is dynamic and meets the need of the individual child. I know one of the tutoring centers in my area gives an exact number of hours that it's going to take to finish remediation. I find myself dumbfounded as to how on earth that could happen. Even after a decade of teaching kids with dyslexia, I still don't know exactly how long it's going to take each student because each of my lessons is developed exactly for that student in mind. Some lessons we go quickly through because I know they just need a refresher, and other lessons we might spend weeks on that topic because it's really challenging for the student and I want to make sure they understand it. A structured reading program builds upon itself. So if you go too quickly through something that's challenging, then they lose that foundation they need for future concepts that are built upon that skill. Anywhere that tells you an exact number of hours for remediation makes me question that they're following too much of a script. They have an exact number of lessons that they plan on teaching, which means they are following a script not meeting the needs of an individual child. It means that they are meeting the needs of their program following a very specific script. And we don't want that. We want a student who's getting instruction that's meeting their individual needs to make them reach long-term success. Now let's recap our show for today. We know that every kid is different. It's going to take a different amount of time, and there's many factors to consider, So I hope you take in mind some of the things we talked about today, including the differences between individual instruction and group instruction, and knowing how that instruction is being provided. How frequently is the student meeting with their instructor? If it's only once a week, they're not going to be making nearly as much progress as if they meet two or three days a week. If a student is working with a certified instructor or an instructor who's receiving ongoing instructional coaching to help kids with dyslexia, the students are going to have much more success long-term if they have a teacher who's well-trained or has somebody to support them when they're reaching struggling points in their instruction and they need some feedback of better ideas to better reach the students. All right, that wraps up today's episode. Now, before you log off, make sure to take a screenshot of your favorite episode and tag Parnello Education on Facebook or Instagram to help keep spreading the word about dyslexia. Thanks. See you next time. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Dyslexia Devoted. Join us for our next episode by subscribing to this podcast as we devote each episode to different aspects of dyslexia. See you next time.